0: Sweet hello everyone and the warmest welcome to the Passion Break podcast. I'm so delighted to have you here today joining us listening inspiring, happy breaking and wisdom-filled stories so that you could reach towards your personal potential and a more satisfying life. So in this episode I'm going to keep an Q&A with the theme of get to know your host better. I've received some Awesome questions like, what is my ideal day like? Am I afraid of other people's opinions? What's my top values? And what would I tell to my younger self? I'm going to answer all of these and more, and hopefully in the end of it, you will know a little bit more about me, aka the person behind this podcast, and my passionate vision. Okay, so without the further ado, let's jump into the episode. okay so let's start with the really basic ones um so my name is jessica carson i am 22 years old and i'm originally from finland or i'm a holder of finnish passport but actually i was born in luxembourg and i lived there the seven first years of my life and ever since we have moved first a lot with my family but after uh, I moved out when I was 15 and went to a high school in Helsinki um, in Finland. And then after that, I started to travel and I lived in a different places like France and Spain. And yeah, I've been always just interested to see places, be really adventurous. One of my favorite subjects in school was geography because I just love to know like about other cultures and the land and the nature and of course also animals but not in like a biological level yeah I've just been always interested about earth and humanity in such a way and wanted to discover it so I would definitely consider myself as a very adventurous person but on the other hand I really love like making home so I love to just yeah like you know look different kind of design elements and I love like keep it clean and tidy and just say like "Hmm, should I plant another plant there should I like paint this pot and uh, how about if you would put uh, a nice painting over here and I'm not much of a like how could I say like a chiller <laughs> like I don't enjoy watching movies or tv series or I might watch like a movie with my partner um, every now and then but I'm more like like to go to Pinterest go through like different inspiration and pictures or maybe I watch YouTube and then I always like watch a documentary or something that I learn about yeah anything what what I'm interested to learn more about Um, but most of the time it is off-screen reading books I love to like do small things like plant avocado trees from the seed you buy from supermarket so I started to do that so I take care of my avocados I make she shell jewelry um you know I just do like these small projects and I absolutely love that yeah and currently I'm living in Stockholm Sweden with my absolutely lovely partner (laughs) and I'm enjoying my time here um I do miss Portugal, where I lived together two years. I forgot to mention that before. Uh, Portugal is for sure my favorite country for now, at least. And yeah, I do miss surfing. I'm such a like, yeah, outside person. I love to go exactly for long walks into nature. Water element is my favorite. Um, so surfing, sailing, snorkeling, all of that is such a, my jam. And beach walks, of course so i do miss that life but i also think very much that there are seasons um and currently i'm just super focused on my business and this podcast and it's been just amazing to have this beautiful opportunity to be here safe and secured, and focus on all of these creative projects before the next adventure um i love like going for really nice cafes um I love like discovering pastries and different sweets. I'm such a sweet tooth. And yeah, that's that's differently like something that I do weekly. Um I value like a really great ordinary meaning that I focus on making great fresh food. Like I mentioned like keeping my house clean and tidy and maintaining it. And just being active for going sometimes to a restaurant or meeting friends or going to play squash or going to a library or have a tour in the shops. Just having a really active and yeah, precious ordinary that suits me and feels really motivating and feels like every day is a little different. Even though it's like work week, I'm trying to do stuff out of the routine. And luckily, my partner is also very spontaneous. So we can just decide, like, should we go and just grab a lunch there and there? Or after work, like, hey, should we go to play squash or yeah like should we go for a long walks? And I love that, um, and we actually, I just have to mention we last weekend we bought this exit game. I know that there's exit games that you can actually go into that plot place and like have that exit game but this was like board game which you need to like solve these mysteries and it was so hard like it was really hard game but it was so fun like we were doing it in a candlelight eating some sweets after a great dinner and just playing this board game and I was exactly thinking in that moment like this is something that I so much value and this is so like in core of me like a really good home life and really like nice ordinary that I enjoy so I've never like really hold on to just on the on the weekends or just on the holidays. and. One of the reasons why I started this podcast is exactly to bring more of uh, those stories that people have really created a super passionate or pursuing their passion in their ordinary, which I just think is so close to my heart. But now we could go to those questions that I received. I'm so thankful for everyone who sent a question for me. Obviously, I can't go through them all through, but I picked the most asked ones and some of them that really woke some spark into me or like, hmm, this is really cool. This is what I want to get into. So yeah, maybe and hopefully these also wake up something in you and you're like, how about what, what is my answer? But yeah, let's go into those questions okay so one of the questions that I received was that what is my ideal day like and I love this question because I think it is it sets like also the question like what is my dream life but it's easier to sometimes just think about like what is my dream day um and I would say that my dream or ideal day like be that I wake up really early I love to wake up like six o'clock when the sun is rising and um I love to like drink cold-pressed green juice and I drink that up and I would love to go for a walk um, especially for a beach walk if that would be possible just to make my body moving and kind of wake wake up for that day and of course if if it's good weather it's amazing to just kind of see the sun rising all the colors in the horizon and I, I just think that when you see or so to say witness the sun rising I just think that it brings so much energy to you so when I was living in Spain I was doing this yoga practices while the sun was rising and that was just one of the most amazing self-practice I've done because that gave me so much energy and so much vitality um, and after that yoga practice or walk um, I would love to just make an amazing breakfast possibly go for like in bakery and pick up like even a croissant or then just like super nice bread or another pastry, come home, make a good cup of coffee or cacao or tea, have that, possibly share it with my loved one. And um, after that, I love like make a little routine of just get myself ready put a nice dress on, have a little fresh routine for my face and body, freshen up and start working on my creative projects. (laughs) So I dream in my dream house, there would be this loft like, It would be just this super light and there's like plants and um, boho colors and then white walls and white floors and just everything that I need to create my projects. And I would like to like literally like look up myself there and just focus. So whatever I feel tuned in to create, I can create. And sometimes the creative projects really need something like you know, I want to dance for a great music or I want to lift up some oracle cards or whatever, but it's like just that I am surrendered or I'm surrounded with this beautiful environment and I can just do or I can just pursue my creativity, whether it is exactly this podcast, or whether it is making a newsletter, or whether it is like painting or writing or drawing or whatever, I can do it. Um so I would definitely have that. And In or during the lunch, I would love to go for lunch with a friend. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of lunch actually like I don't really care about lunch (laughs) like I just think it's boring like I just want to skip it but I think it would bring more value if I'm like having a lunch date with a friend Um, so I would love to like drive up to a nice like health cafe and have a lunch there like a fresh salad or something Um, and just chat with a friend have a nice smoothie and go back home and I love like to really wind down and have a long afternoon. So I love to focus in the morning and early afternoon for the work and after lunch. And by the way, my lunchtime is like 2pm. Like, I don't know, I just always do that. And yeah, so then after that, I would like to just wind down like, have a nice cup of tea, uh, read a book Maybe do exactly yoga. And if I didn't go for a walk in the morning, then go for a walk. Do some cleaning and maintaining in the house. If I need to have some chores to be done, I will do that. Then have like a super nice dinner. Put some candles, some music, just cook up some fresh ingredients, like really put love and time into that dinner. And after dinner, just like sit on the sofa, just chat with my loved one and just like really get ready to the sleep. Just have a nice shower and put myself ready to sleep, go to bed, read a little bit, think what I'm thankful of about this day and possibly make love make love make love all night <laughs> all night long <laughs> no but seriously um yeah I would love that and it can also obviously happen during the day I don't mind and yeah then just fall asleep and all over again and I will really love to go to sleep around nine ten, um so that I can wake up yeah 6 a.m fresh and ready for the day so that would be my ideal day so there was a question that what is something you've always wanted to try but haven't done yet and that would be free diving so I've done like scuba diving I absolutely loved it like I loved it so much (laughs) like I felt like being at home like it was just so quiet it was just so peaceful i didn't feel like i was obligated to do anything i was literally just focusing on my breathing and i can just swim next to the fishes and just be surrounded with this sandbags and the water and it just keeps going and going it was just absolutely dream come true so being able to free dive and learn the technique to do it I just think that that would bring even more freedom because literally then I can do it almost anywhere I would love that I would love to learn free diving okay so then there was this very interesting question that if you could only have one more meal what would you choose for starter main and a dessert I would say that I would like to have, for starters, like very, very well-made fresh spring rolls. And then for the main course, it was harder to choose, but I would choose this um, Thai dish called Tom Ka. And it is like, yeah, it is like tofu uh, and fresh veggies and lemongrass and coriander in this like coconutty (laughs) coconutty sauce. Um, and it's served with rice and it's just so damn good it's like fresh but it still has like depth in it and I love tofu and then obviously like veggies it's just it's amazing Um, so that one and then for the dessert I would have an almond croissant and also like the best out of the best yes Then there was a question that, what is your favorite place on earth and why? Um, And I know exactly what is my favorite place on earth, but I was like, I really don't want to share that. And I know that someone can be now like, well, what the fuck? but to to be honest, like, I think that especially like in the past years, okay, in a past year, no, but in a past years, like tourism and traveling has been just such a boom and I just think that so many places has been so to say been ruined because of like over tourism but what I can say is that my favorite spot in earth is in Portugal in a coast in the mid coast of Portugal it's this small fishing village which is actually known for a good surf and Some people know it, I know that, so it's not like a very very secret spot, but it just has this beautiful beautiful combination of cliffs, like pristine beaches, sand dunes, and literally like there's this one beach that just keeps going and going, I think it's like six kilometers long or something and there's like absolutely no one and it's like freaking untouched of course there's plastic where it wouldn't be but like it just is just like you can just walk and walk be on your own just you and the ocean just this beach and this cliff surrounded you it's oh, it's breathtaking um and 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 just in in general I love the vibe of like fishing village you know it's just still so authentic and just have this like that the life is just so simple and it's just also like because of the surf and because of the 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 history of being a fishing village it's just like Everything revolves around the water and the moon and the sun and the weather in general or the nature. So it's just amazing. Like, it's just like puts me in such a like tuned in with myself. Um, But I have to give also a word to Malaga. Malaga is in southern Spain and I lived there like twice. And my grandma has lived there for 25 years. So I've visited like multiple times. And why Malaga is so amazing is that it has everything you ever want. (laughs) Like almost. Like it has the beaches. It has the mountain so you can hike this Mijas mountain. It's amazing. And then you have like this um, wine yards, you have avocado and mango trees. Then Malaga itself as a city is really nice and you get everything you want from city life. Just like really close to it. You can drive up from Malaga for like two hours. You are in the mountains where you can ski, Sierra Nevada it's called. And then from there, like in around that area, you can find like amazing hike routes. You can find like um, these waterfalls, just these natural elements, like kind of like Cities like forgotten little cities and villages, which just have these amazing views, just like this old architecture. Um. So and also to the other direction, two hours there's Tarifa, which is known for its windsurf and it's also just yeah, there's so much to discover in this area. Of course, um, Fuengirola and uh, Torremolinos and Marbella. It's like really near to Malaga and Malaga itself. It is or it can. can. Can get quite touristy, especially in the summer. But I think like one of the best months are like early spring, and it can just be really dreamy place. And it's amazing light and it's affordable life. So thumbs up for that. (laughs) There's also, as I have traveled so much and as I'm such an adventurous person, I also wanted to mention that I love the Alps. And every time when I've gone to the Alps to ski and just been in that such a pure air and beautiful sceneries and just the Alp life, like waking up, eating amazing breakfast, and just being the whole day skiing in this like amazing environment. Um, it's just like, I think it's just something special. And I really, really hope that if I ever will have kids, I will be able to provide vacations there because. I experienced vacation days there when I was young and I really think it sculptured something in me. One more place that I want to mention is the south of France, um, so Provence. And I just think that there's also so many damn beautiful cities and villages with like amazing views and like just this this vibe like colorful houses and especially in the coastline like there's just this pristine water you know rocky bottom and just this beautiful food culture so mm, mm, mm. but those are the places that I love but my favorite place was in Portugal then I got a question that think of a person who you admire and tell why you admire her or him so I want to say that somehow I never had like an idol or a movie star or an artist or anyone who I really admired or look up to, if we don't count that weird time of being obsessed of Justin Bieber. But any other than that, like I have never just really been like, oh, I want to be like them. Or, oh my god, that's so cool. Or just being obsessed of listening to some artist or an album or anything. Because I just think that for me, from the very young age, it was really clear that we all, like every single of us, have, you know, ups and downs in life. And no matter how our lives look outside and what we have achieved, it doesn't make us any happier or better person you know that's just what I believe so I was like oh that's cool she won a like a golden medal in the Olympics great amazing achievement probably for her like she probably has worked her ass off for that amazing for her but it doesn't make me any worse person or that like Oh my god, like I want to be like her, you know, because I really don't know what she did and what she went through and what actually takes to win the Olympics. If it's my dream, probably I would like be more eager to have that, but you know, it's just an example of like of course there's people that I'm like, "Wow, that's amazing." Like I really would like to like experience that, and I don't see anything bad about that because it's so great that someone can show us so to say the way or like what is possible if that's what we really want to but it's just like I feel that it's really good to remember that we're still everyone in the same line like no matter what the other person as she is or how many dollars she or he has on his account like it doesn't matter it's just a person still with the feelings with the life with ups and downs you know so um yeah I I think that that's something I want to mention but if there's one person that I can share is um she is called Kaisa Larson. And if I'm right, she's from Norway and she is a skier and she also serves and does all kinds of sports. And she travels around, especially around like, yeah, where you can ski with her boyfriend or partner. And I just think that their lifestyle is something that, um, they're like very humble about it. Of course, like I don't know them as a person, but through their Instagram, they're just very humble about it. They're just sharing, you know, their ski trips and cycling routes and, you know, workouts and just these amazing pictures of like, you know, what kind of sceneries you can exactly see in, up in the mountains. Um, and it's just like that active, humble, adventurous, and you know, you're sharing your life with your loved one. I just think it's something that's like motivating me, and, um, yeah, I resonate with that. So she's for sure someone that I would lift up if I have to lift up a person <laughs> and then we get into the question of the craziest thing you've done, and what would you never do again? I love this question. I think it was fun to really think about that and Probably the craziest thing that I've done is a sailing trip, um, with this huge ass sailing boat. If I'm right, it was like thirty-two meters long, something around that. And there, with like this crew of seven youngsters and two elder ones. One of them was like captain, and one of them was this other guy who like almost like a second captain. And we were like seven youngsters like yeah we were like all around like 15 16 17 18 years old I was like 15 we left Turku from Finland and we sailed through the archipelago towards to Sweden we visited a couple of islands outside of Stockholm and then turned towards to Denmark and went to Vispu, which is in Gotland and actually that's the Swedish island and that was that was our last stop before we turned and went all the way back to Finland but this time another city called Hango and this trip was just yeah why it was the craziest thing I've done was because I had been on boat and I had been on a sailing boat but I had never like sailed because in this trip we weren't there like having a vacay, we were sailing and you know, even though we weren't like sailing across the Atlantic, it was sometimes rough sea, you know, and you have these like two, three, four meter waves And you have this massive boat and you need to sail overnight. So we had this like shifts. Um, So every three hour, we changed a shift. And one of the persons were sailing the boat. One of was maintaining or cooking. And one of was sleeping. So we were like in these small groups of two or three persons. It was just like you know sometimes you slept only like three hours in a day (laughs) so it was just so crazy like so out of my comfort zone but I'm telling you that was so amazing experience like seeing the sunrise and the sunset from the deck of the boat and just having this group of people like they were totally random people so I only knew one person because I joined with one of my friends um but all the other people were just random people that we met on the boat and you just need to like you know even though it was a big boat but you are living with them this three-week trip you're just living with them in the boat and you know you need to like yeah, get get along and just find a common ground and if it's really stormy night you need to just like handle the boat and sometimes the captain like went to sleep when we were driving and we just need to navigate through, look okay there's that sign and okay now we need to do this, okay now we need to go east 200 meters that way, <laughs> like yeah, it just like using the compass and just looking at the stars. And, you know, of course, like nowadays you have this navigation system, so you don't need to literally like count on the map, but you still need to like look that you are in the right place of the navigation machine and if there is any other boats. And um, it was amazing, very, very amazing trip. I would love to go back. The only thing was that. Most of the group members was guys, so the thing was that I guess that in general, if I'm now generalizing, women are just taking more care of their surroundings, or maybe we're just so thought to do it, but sometimes, you know, in the toilet you could really smell the pee or the poo, and it was just sometimes really annoying when you're sleeping, your cabin is next to the bathroom and you can like literally... Or you're literally like sleeping in that smell. So not nice. Um, And of course like if it was really rough sea. And you're trying to sleep this three hours. And you are just like moving and shaking in your bed. Because the whole boat is shaking. So of course I also felt sometimes nausea. A lot of nausea. So I was like literally laying on the deck like for two hours. And sometimes I even like um, vomited. So it is part of the trip, but yeah, it was craziest thing that I've done, but for sure one of the best things I've done as well. Then there was the other question in this question that was, what would you never do again? Um, so one of, so to say, another crazy thing that I've done is backpacking in Thailand. So I was solo backpacking, and before I left... I knew nothing about Thailand or I've never be, or had never been in Thailand or that part of Asia. I've been in Singapore before and as well Japan actually, but yeah. And what I did before I left was that I literally sold almost everything that I owned. And this, you know, cliche thing, just getting so fed up with your ordinary and you're like, fuck this shit. And you're just like <laughs> sell everything and pack up everything and you just go as far as you can um so I did that and I also decided to do my yoga teacher training in the same trip but before my yoga teacher training I was backpacking a month and literally one of the most awful experiences I've ever had really like I know that there's so many people talking so much good about backpacking and solo tripping and just meeting people and amazing this, amazing that, and that was my expectations and that was you know the cliche that I was kind of following, but it was not like that. Like let me tell you, like the freaking first second that I arrived after that 12 hour flight from Finland to Bangkok, like the first thing that met me was the freaking heat. <laughs> I'm sorry if I start to sound so negative because I know that there's people that has literally the opposite experience that I have but I'm just telling you from my experience so this was like this heat of like 40 degrees and this like humid humid 40 degrees and I was like sweating my ass off while I was walking in those messy really loud noisy on clean streets of Bangkok and obviously people could see me like first of all I have this huge backpack second of all I'm like you know very northern European looking girl and I was young back then as well um so I did not feel safe and well what was the first thing that happened to me after starting to look like where the heck is my hostel there came this guy and actually yeah like many times they they are he seemed seemed to be nice guy and he's like let me help you let me help you where's your hostel and I really did not think that he tried to do something for me so I went for it and I was like yeah my hostel is here and it's like oh let me help you to take the taxi and he started to like you know wing the taxi and say like hey taxi come here and uh, he got the taxi and I was like, oh, thank you. And then I went inside the taxi and he came also inside the taxi and he looked me the most nastiest face I've ever seen on a face. <laughs> it was so nasty. He looked me like, mm, yeah, baby, like in that way. And I was like, what the fuck is happening? And I was like, uh, please, sir, like get out of the taxi. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, no, I'm coming with you. And I was like, hell no, you're not coming with me. Like, I'm, like, going on my own to this hostel. Like, please go out. And he's like, give me money. And I was like, I had no idea. You know, you're just in a new country. You have no idea of the currency, like, how it is, you know, compared to euro. Of course, you, you. I looked it up, like, okay, it is this and this. But not, like, you know, that I know exactly what every, every cent is. And I was like, holy shit, like, I don't know how much money I'm going to give. Like, do I even have much cash with me? Like, stuff like that. And I was like no i'm not giving you money and then he's like starting to come closer to me and he he put like his hand on mine and i was like holy shit like okay the first like the like how can i like get rid of this guy is to just like you know give money and hopefully he gets out and the most terrible thing about this is that the taxi driver did not do anything he was just literally watching this app like this Happening from the mirror and just like kind of like smirking. And I was like, F you really like F you. But yeah, so um I paid him, I think it wasn't too big, like some coins, and he left. And when I got in the hostel, I just think like it was a nice hostel. But of course, after that I was just like a little bit traumatized and all the people in the hostel, like let's say that half of them was Irish and the other half was German, but I still did not feel like I was secure and safe and felt like, hey, mates, you know, I was more over like these people. Like this is like, please take it as this. Like this is my perspective. I'm just talking about like how I felt and how I see. So I'm not generalizing. I'm not naming anyone. But the thing was that what I felt in Thailand from all the people that I met, which or who. Where from Europe or other parts of the world I just felt like there was people who were really lost and probably I was very lost as well as a person didn't know what I want from life and etc but it was just I would say very unhealthy environment like people who were just lost and just starting like trying to search themselves through like parties and traveling and just kind of going super out of their comfort zone and you know in in that way it wasn't my job because I wasn't so into partying I just wanted to like know more about another culture and just make really lifelong friends I met also a few awesome people along my trip and who I'm still touching this day but it was just like walking into this hostels sleeping in these hostels I just felt that I was with people who you know wasn't like grounded um like kind of like I was talking to the ghosts. That's so weird. But that's exactly how I felt. Like I didn't get grip on those people, if you know what I mean. Like I couldn't understand. I couldn't really like feel them. It was like this they were untouchable people. And when I kept going on my journey, I got faced twice. Sorry, three times by sexual assaultment. And, holy shit, like, it was, few of them were really bad, and, um, I did not know how to handle with such a kind of situation back then, I was too kind, and yada yada yada, hashtag me too movement, um, But it just left, like, the whole trip just left really bad taste in my mouth. Other stuff happened through through my trip as well, like, bank automat eating my card. So I did not have my card. I couldn't, like, lift more money. So, like, I had some cash to go through. And then I had, luckily, another card. But I just felt like none of the locals also obviously gave a shit about me. Like, they just saw me as a money, you know, and as a wallet. And just, like you know i couldn't really trust where the prices right. and even in hostels i just felt like i was just a person you know on the line like next 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 like it just didn't feel authentic like i visited a few villages that were smaller um that felt more authentic and the thai people were like more welcoming and just did not like saw me more as a person um so overall i felt like the whole trip i wasn't I didn't feel safe and I didn't feel like I was welcomed. I didn't feel like I could really relate or really like enjoy. Like You know, this is the thing what I learned in Thailand was that, you know, um, sometimes going out of your comfort zone is not good. You know, like sometimes you go too far out of your comfort zone because already backpacking on my own was out of my comfort zone. I just didn't rest. I was like stressing and just being all the time alert and just like looking at my next move and next hostel and nobody really relate and you know like in the trains you don't really know cuz they don't talk English that well like when do you need to hop off and you know so it's it was just something that like I was way too out of my comfort zone so I couldn't really enjoy it and that's the that's the other thing that I really learned was that you know like even though Thailand you have this amazing beautiful beaches with like white sand and like warm crystal clear water and you can snorkel and you know you have this cheap food with like fresh fruits like mangoes for us like really like small prize and Thai food and and you know sun and forests and jungles and whatnot waterfalls um yoga shalas you know elephants you know all of this like yeah I understand like amazing that's something so different something so cool but if you are like stressed as fuck and feeling like alert all the time feeling that you can't trust feeling that you're uncomfortable you're not enjoying like you I didn't give a shit like okay yeah it's beautiful waterfall but you know I couldn't really enjoy the environment and everything that Thailand had to offer because I did not feel comfortable and I did not feel safe and I did not feel like I can just be and yeah just just be myself and I can just close my eyes for a minute under the sun like I did not feel that way I was like maybe someone is going to steal something from me attack for me or who knows what you know um so yeah that's crazy thing that I did and I would never do again And this was a really great bridge to go to the next question, which is what's the key thing for you to feel fulfilled and happy in the daily life? So I have two tattoos and my very first tattoo was balance. Why I tattooed that was that I just felt that balance is just so important. Like it's like really key for healthy life from my point of view. Like very simple, like on a breakfast, you have croissant or other pastries and you know that this is really enjoyable for you as like, you know, I really believe that food can also be super like good for a mental health. It's not just only for a physical health and also, of course, like a soul food. But then I also know that maybe the nutritional facts are not the best for my body. So on a lunch, I might have that healthy salad. So that's the balance, you know, because I still enjoy that healthy salad. So it's not just food that I have to eat, but it's just like, you know, just finding balance between that. And I don't feel bad if I didn't work out today because I know tomorrow I can have a nice walk in just everything. I just did everything in exercise, in food, in your work life, in your finances, in your family life, on your, you know, self love, that everything is in balance. And, I just also believe that in life in general, like I accept when there comes darker days, when there comes harder seasons, I accept it because I know that on the next corner the life can be better and happier. And so much like sunnier days and sunnier moments kind of come up to me, you know? So I just I just accept that. You know, there's these two kind of energies going on Which I just need to find balance on And I don't think that life would be very fulfilling And interesting and amazing If there wouldn't be that contrast, you know So, of course, like, when you're sad And you have these negative feelings It is shit Like, of course, everyone wants to feel happy And joyful and healthy And kind of, like, light But we wouldn't feel that If we wouldn't have the contrast, you know And, of course, Sometimes, you know, pain and these these negative feelings, they're also spices. You know, they're they're kicking your ass more for sure, if not literally, but <laughs> metaphorically. Um and yeah, I just I just feel that balance is such a key for life. But I still would say that one other thing or a few other things is to really know what makes you happy and fulfilled like these little things that really makes you feel happiness to just really hold on to those you know to just know that those are facts and you need them like those are your needs and not just like oh yeah but i can't or yeah no like i should do this or i should do that like break yourself free from that and create that wild silly crazy life um, An ordinary it's just like oh this suits me and then you don't need to like search that spark from parties or drugs or food or you know buying or shopping something you know you don't need to anymore do that process because you have that base of amazing ordinary um, and I think that's something that I really target for. Then there was a question that what are my top four values? So my top four values are creative freedom, joy, loving care, and adventure. Then there was a question that what would you say for your younger self? There is three things I would tell to my younger self. And one of them is that stop caring so much about your physical outlook care about your self-development your personality how do you like how do you view yourself like you know inside out and like your soul and how do you pursue that like in a healthy manner in a balanced matter manner, and as well like how do you treat your loved ones um how do you treat yourself how do you treat your friends um what how are you like going closer to your dreams all of this like just focus more over to your personal development as a soul as a being um and of course like the physical um development can also be part of it uh but not to just like put all my focus into that forget that illusion of like beautiful and toned body brings me happiness or amazing like expensive clothing brings me happiness or when I have this and this amount of money or this and this title I'm happy like forgetting that bullshit and just focusing on what personally as an individual what I love what what makes me happy what brings joy and also on the other hand what does not bring joy what I do not like and to just stop putting pressure for my future like all the time working for a better grades all the time working for better and bigger you know um you are the one who is naming what you want to achieve, you know, and that you have a power to say like no. And even though your schoolmates are enjoying of having amazing grades, like don't like um scale yourself with the grades or your achievements. Like scale yourself as your person and personality, not your achievements. Third thing would be um to say that family isn't everything if you feel that way and what I mean and this is a huge taboo but I just feel that there's very toxic culture um and this kind of a saying that your family is everything and also like I know at least Christianity has this 10 commandments and one of them is like you need to appreciate your parents just thinking of abusive parents, thinking about violent parents, thinking about addicted parents, or very mentally abusive or sick parents, or, you know, all these are extreme situations, but just like unhealthy, toxic, negative family life, but you still need to appreciate them, you still need to listen to them, and you still need to look after them. Uh, and of course, like this is a rough talk, and this is like very taboo-breaking talk, but that's why I freaking love it. But the thing is that I just hope to to let other people know um, that it can be very toxic to put it in such a way that family is everything. Because if you have a very loving and great relationship and you feel that it's a very healthy relationship, what you have with your family, amazing, great. Like, I know the family can be the best thing ever and the safest place to be. But I also want to put out that for many, it is not so. And it is okay to say that I don't have a great family. I don't have, you know... Like there's things that I am thankful for and there's things that I'm blessed and privileged with and there's much more worst cases. Yes, but still, I still shouldn't deny that I did not feel good or I did not feel connected or that there was very many unhealthy patterns, whether it was mentally or physically or whatnot. So um, yeah, that's what I wanted to put out there. Okay, and then as a contrast, we have a question that... What are you hoping for when you are old and look back onto your life? I think this is something it's really good to reflect on um, and gives really perspective. But for me, it is to feel like I've experienced earth and humanity. Like I just want to feel that I have lived a life that I experienced a lot of things and a lot of places and a lot of different people and cultures and just yeah just feel like I've experienced um and nothing left of thinking that oh I wish that I went there to surf that wave or I wish that I would have met this kind of a person or you know to just of course you can really plan out like what you're gonna experience and who you're gonna meet etc but to just like not feel a void that why didn't i go more out there and explore like no matter where i was or who i was with to just know that i had a choice to make a change if i wanted to or explore more if i wanted to with the resources that i had in that moment the next question is that what are you the most passionate about I think what I am the most passionate about is the connection. And connection meaning that wherever you individually feel connected to. So it can be connected to a hobby or exactly your passion, a career, a person, a place, a house, an object a country, an environment, like whatever you feel is super connected to. Um, that's what I'm really passionate about. Because I think that connection, that click is an indicator that hey, there's something to be seen or pursued here, that will take you towards to where you're meant to go. So I'm super passionate to like, be aligned with my stars so to say and really explore everything that goes to self-development and just like expand myself Um, and I'm just super curious person and I'll like I literally am like a little child asking a lot of questions and always wondering and aha how is it so or ooh, okay I in that way I'm super restless like sometimes it's hard for me to just be in this moment and just like sit down because I'm like I I don't have time to just sit down like I just gotta go and experience I gotta see this and now I want to go here and yada yada So that's probably also why I have moved so many freaking times and been in so many different places um, and gone through different careers because I'm just eager and passionate to experience. And we have three questions to go and they all kind of go hand in hand. So the first one is that why I am doing this podcast and what it gives to me. So I started this podcast quite spontaneously, I just came up with this idea like I want to bring these awesome people around the world who are pursuing the passion into this podcast and just tell their journey because I felt really a calling to just offer this space to tell stories. You know, because there's so many podcasts out there that are, like, talking, you know, Doctor This, or Entitled Person X, Y, and Z, or This and This Actor, or This and This, you know... Multi-millionaire, like I, w- I wasn't so. Like, of course, it's cool to hear their stories as well, and like, how, w- what was the way to that top achievement, so to say. But I was like, there. I bet there is people, like literally your neighbor or your grandfather or your schoolmate or whatnot, who has a story to tell. And that was like my original idea. And it kind of just went into that. I always connected to a person who is pursuing their passion as their business or as an entrepreneur. I didn't plan it. So but it just went in that way. And it also went out that everyone was a woman almost. And I was like, oh, okay. Like it just kind of took that way. And go to that question of like what it gives to me. It's just like this is the first project that really feels like I don't need to push it or make it, so to say, happen. It has just become this very sacred space. But the thing is that this is taking a lot of time to put it out there. But to see the results, we've reached 30 different countries and almost 500 streams currently. It just is mind blowing for me because I just want to come here and talk and share a story and bring a person that I feel you know somehow attracted to attracted to their story or attracted to their profession or their passion, and feeling just okay like wherever they are, I can come into the space and connect to them, and I can share their story or they can share their story to this audience um to just be there, authentic, that was something that I felt that was lacking, and I just wanted to bring out there and I tested different things. I've had a blog, I have had a YouTube channel, I have like you know be very active in Instagram, and everything just were like nah, and this podcast was just something that felt like it was a match, and it really brings to me like joy and fulfillment because I know that I have a need to tell stories and bring a space where people can share their stories um so it feels like I'm very fulfilled and it feels like oh okay <laughs> you know I've, I've done this I've created this I've I've followed my need I fulfilled my need and of course, it feels extra good to see that there's people who cares about it. There's people who resonates with it. People from freaking different continents, a million, million miles away from me. So that's like so, so cool. And uh, I'm super thankful for that. I appreciate it so much that you come up here and you listen. And if you share this podcast and, you know, get out of get something out of it. And get especially if you get inspiration and thought-provoking thoughts, it's just... So amazing. Yeah. So the very last question is that, um, are you afraid of other people's opinion? And I have to tell that when I was third grader, I just moved from Luxembourg to Finland. And in that school, there was a really big problem of bullying. So I wasn't the only person who got bullied. There was a lot of people. Like that was two years of yeah people bullying me telling really evil stuff and introducing me to stuff that I really didn't want or concepts that I really didn't want or wasn't ready to um and yeah then you know after that when I went to another school we moved with my family I went to another school and then I had a really great experience with really great people and really great class atmosphere um I kind of healed my scars and I kind of became that person who, you know, stopped bullies. So on, on the secondary school, I was in this, so to say, like, tutor. tour. So um, we had, oh, I think it was every week, we just came together and we had different kind of projects and exactly like anti-bullying projects and stuff like that. And I felt I felt it was very important, because I don't know how big difference they actually made. But the thing was that every time when I saw in a schoolyard, like someone getting bullied, I just went up there and I was like, what is going on? Like, stop, like, this is stupid, like, stop. And, um, you know, I think as... I also became a person that wasn't afraid to express and also like I was I was a social person and I was good at school and duh, you know, not looking too bad either. So, you know, it just became so that I was kind of everyone's friend and I didn't use it as like that I was a popular chick. I used it as that I went to talk to those people who were sitting alone in the canteen. I went exactly to people who got like who is bullying other people in the yard. And just questioned their doing. And that kind of brought me that confidence. It just brought me that confidence. Of understanding that bullying is not just the It's it's about the bully. It's not about. I know it's super cliche to say this. But it really is true. Like it's not about the person who are bullied. It is the person who bullies. What I mean is that I like slowly slowly learn. To not take it on me. You know. I learned to like draw myself from that like even though someone's words or especially if it happened through internet or posting a picture or talking shit behind my back or turning people against me like of course it hurts and it like flips my freaking heart but the thing is that I'm like, okay, okay, Jess, it's not about you. Like when it comes to now podcasting and being afraid of other people's opinions. So like, of course, when I released well, my first episode, I was very like unsure like how other people are going to take it. Or especially in, like YouTube videos, I think when you put yourself out there, your face, your body, your voice your video it's it's very vulnerable because it's something that yeah it's just very vulnerable to put yourself out there but I just were thinking of like in such a way that the people who you know likes it great you know that's amazing if you like and you get value of this podcast amazing but if you don't like it and if you feel like my voice is you know, like my voice is irritating or you you don't like the setup of the podcast or you think that I said something that is not right or that I am saying bad about this or I'm, you know, saying wrong about that. Like, that's okay for me. And why it's okay for me because I know that there's so many freaking people out there. So how the hell I could, like, please everyone? I can It's just impossibility so therefore i am driving towards those people who really cares and who really resonates with me so if there's someone who comes and says you know what your podcast sucks i'm like okay um if you if you feel like you want to some like to say something that i could improve my podcast please do tell but i'm not thinking that i suck and that actually my podcast sucks I just know that that person did not like it. And that person did not resonate with it. With it. But that one person doesn't like don't mind what feels good to me. And one other thing is that why I feel so confident of my podcast and other creative projects that I'm running currently is that because I am authentic with them. So I come here, record my voice, my story. I have nothing else as a goal I don't want to win money I don't want to become fame I don't want to be the coolest person or the best podcaster or whatever like my like vision is to just come here to share and create the space of people being able to share their stories breaking tabus, um, create inspiring atmosphere and share wisdom field stories like that's my vision and I feel super authentic when I'm talking so then if someone is not liking my truth and my authenticity how can I be different you know when I step forward and I'm authentic like that's who I am that's my truth like darling I can't change for you like if you don't like it, it's okay but like this is who I am you know I don't like I do care for the opinions of my loved ones and the people that I really look up to. And this is a tip out there. Like if there comes a person who judges you or says something bad about you, represent this question to yourself that is that person someone you would take a great tip from? Is that a person that you really look up to? Because if that is just a person from your past or just some random people saying some random shit to you, like why should you take on count on that? But if your damn best friend or your freaking loving partner or a family member that you really trust comes and says something that you could like really ponder and maybe take on to, yeah. But if it's some random person, hell no so thank you so much for taking your time to listening this episode and these questions and answers and like always if you found great value in this episode share it further to your friends and loved ones you can find me on instagram passion.break and yeah just let me know how this kind of um, episode felt like and I hope you also know I have a newsletter that leaves every month. I just love to have more of that kind of deeper connection to my listeners and send a deeper message every week and sometimes also including some awesome discount codes from the guests on the podcast. Remember also that there is a highlight called Be A Guest. So if you would like to be a guest on this podcast or you know someone who could be a great fit, Please send me a message or DM on Instagram. Other than that, thank you for your time and have a great rest of the day.